Oh, I can send you voice messages on Twitter now. We? What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Send them yeah. to me on text. Oh, my God. We have a really fun episode for you guys today because today we literatured. Wait. <laughs> in the background i don't want that <laughs> i'm like too bad um we actually have a really fun episode today we're serving like when we read catch Your Own award i feel like if michelle ever gets back down to this planet and we were on the same page thank you <laughs> I'm just thinking um, of that because I was thinking about okay, worms. Okay, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell them how we found I'll tell them how we found this book. So this book is called "Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone." Um, very creative. The Wait, I'm, I'm Michelle. Hi. Oh yeah, I'm Rose. <laughs> Welcome to Lit Literature. Ba bum. Where, as Rose said, we literature this round. Yeah. Okay, no sorry. Rooting. Continue. 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 Okay. Continue. Um, should we? Are you turned on? Yeah. Okay. Me too, I guess. Are are they? Yeah. Yeah, they shrugged. When they said, God sings with his creations, will a wiggly worm not be in the choir? Roll the <laughs> intro! This is I think they're turned on right now. <laughs> Another episode. Today we're feeling... We're, we're feeling chaotic. We're feeling crazy. We're feeling kooky. I can't see his expression because he's right behind the light. <laughs> I'm not Perfect. laughing at Dave. I'm laughing at you. Oh, I'm funny like that. It's yeah. fine. Well, you're just like, all right, <laughs> shut up. Anyways, I'm trying to get know, to the continue, facts. Continue, 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 continue. Okay. So one day, Michelle and I were being wiggly worms in uh, our local chapters, and we went, uh, a book. That's crazy. Um, I liked it because it was blue and uh, killed was in red. And I went, wow, that caught my attention. What? Did. No. We buy this book together. No. I don't think so. I think I bought it later. You, you bought, bought it after it me. I bought it I'm for an you? influencer. No, you bought it after me. But we read it so together. Because I remember reading it and being like, that's hilarious. We were in the bookstore together. I saw it and went, wow. And then I started reading the back and went, Michelle, you have to hear this. Mm -hmm. um, I also want to say, I actually think the cover is so creative and really cute. Like it, yeah. And if they ever did like an exclusive book, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Words. 100%. <laughs> If they ever did like a book box and this was one of the books or if they did an exclusive edition of this book, I almost wouldn't want them to really change anything about it because it's so good. I just want like art on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously it's encircled by a noose and then there's a bunch of murder weapons around it. And the title is Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone. And it's by Benjamin Stevenson. Um, you go, Benny. We love you. Honestly. Okay, I'm going to read the back, and then we can really dive into yeah, how genius this was. Ahem. Everyone in my family has killed someone. Some of us, the high achievers, have killed more than once. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but it's the truth. Some of us are good, others are bad, and some just unfortunate. Have I killed someone? Yes, I have. Who was it? Let's get started. Everyone in my family has killed someone. My brother, my stepsister, my wife, my father, my mother, my sister-in-law, my uncle, my stepfather, my aunt, me. So that's the back of the book. I thought it was so funny clever. 
and clever. Um, and I was immediately drawn to wanting to read it. Um, I read it to Michelle and she went, that's fucking hilarious. And then she wanted to You read know what it. I didn't realize when what? I first, but I realized it later as I'm reading the book. Karen Slaughter herself has a quote on the back. What? This is absolutely not to be missed. Oh, wow. And I said, I love that bitch. Also, I didn't notice there's actual synopsis about what the book is. Should I read that? Sure. Okay. Uh, Ernie Cunningham, crime fiction aficionado. Sure. Is a reluctant guest at his family reunion. Family reunions aren't for everyone, of course, but Ern's part of a notorious crime family. And three years ago, he witnessed his brother kill a man and immediately turned him into the police. Now, Ern's brother is being released from prison and the family is gathering to welcome him home. As if that weren't bad enough, the reunion is taking place at a remote mountain resort the day before urn's brother is set to arrive a man's body is found frozen on the slopes while most cunninghams assume the man simply collapsed and died of hypothermia during the night urn's stepsister spots a strange detail the man's airs airways are clogged with ash he appears to have died by fire in a pristine snowfield without a single burn mark on him the longer the body goes unidentified, the more overwhelmed the local policeman becomes, and the more Ern realizes it's up to him to find the murderer. Holmes, Christie, Chesterton, he's read them all. He knows what patterns to look for, what rules killers follow, and of course, he knows his own family, every member of which, as he's told us from the start, has killed someone. The most original novel you'll read all year. Everyone in my family has killed someone is a fresh take on the locked room mystery, a brilliant homage to the golden age of crime fiction, and will keep you guessing right until the end. It did give like old um, whodunit yeah. vibes. Yeah. Like that's why I was telling, um, I was saying to Rose er uh, earlier today that it felt very like knives out like glass onion kind of yeah. vibes where it, where it was like <clears throat> you were having a great time the whole time mm -hmm. and then like the end it's like that scene where the guy goes oh and then this happened and there was footprints over here which were actually were this because this happened blah, blah, blah. and then it like gets yeah. all spelled yeah, out yeah. at the end so it was very like fun and it kind of it did have that like classic whodunit like vibe yeah which i really liked but yeah. Let us get into why we really, really liked this book. First of all, I would love to see this in a TV or movie adaptation. Oh, it's so fun. Because even if it was a TV show, I feel like every chapter, like they do this thing. Oh, where the, like he, my like, brother and my mother. Yeah. Yeah. So like every chapter could be one of those. Well, it's not even chapter. It's like sections. Yeah. Because. Oh, Yo, you're right. Well, it could be on a train. On a train? What is this? Am I supposed to get to? that? Oh, I didn't know that. Everyone on the train is a suspect coming out October 2023. Oh, no oh way. Get us Benji! The, get us that copy. Get us two of them. You go, Dave. Go right <laughs> now. Get a Willis hat. Message them on Twitter. <laughs> um, I would love to read that. Um, but, yeah, so the number one thing that I loved about this book was how fucking unique yeah. And funny, this writing was. I that's what I was gonna say. The writing style in this book absolutely sold it for me. Um, yeah, like this story. And we were talking about this already before. We were talking just a little bit. Um, the story itself. Now, also, if you haven't read this book, 
shut the fuck up, go read the book, it's and then come back. so Cause good. Because it really is really fun. And we're going to sp- spill all the twists and turns Yeah. in about uh, five-fourths of G1. Okay, so... Uh, well, wait. Uh, I, I also want to say before, like, spoilers or whatever, this is literally one of the most genius writing styles well, I've ever okay, seen Okay, yeah, let's life. talk about the writing style, and then we'll talk about the story. So, okay, like, perfect. the writing style... Was like it kept freaking me out. Yeah, because did you end up listening to the audiobook? Um, so I read the first half of the book and then I listened to the. Audiobook so how was the, the audiobook half. listening to it in the like with the writing? Honestly, it was good. I still would have preferred to have read it because yeah. I just feel like it's a good experience. It is a really fun experience. Um, but listening to someone read it because of the way the book is read, it feels like someone Someone's is talking, talking to you. you. Yeah. So listening to someone read it to me just felt. And he had an accent, and I pictured Ernie having an accent. So See, I couldn't picture the accent. That's so funny. It was perfect. No, it was, no I, I, I couldn't picture the accent. I loved at all. it. I don't know if it was the author that read it. It kind of felt like it. Oh, like he had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But like it, like I pictured Ernie yeah. having an accent while I was reading it or listening um, to it. You mean? No, when I first started, because I read it first. Oh. And then when I got to the audiobook and he had an accent, I was like, You're "This like, is perfect. perfect." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. It was so saying. good. No, see, I couldn't picture the accent. Anytime that they were like, we're in Australia, I'm like, no, you're not. I know. <laughs> I was like, because they no. were in the mountains, I was like, no, not Australia. No, there's Mm-mm. kangaroos. <laughs> where, where are the kangaroos and the koalas? This is incorrect. But the book immediately opens up by telling you what what is going to happen on what page and when. I love the epilogue. And then the best yeah. part, so basically in the epilogue, um, he says like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying not to be an unreliable narrator. So, you know what? Even better, here are all the page numbers where someone dies or like uh, a body is found a body is found or whatever. And then when you're actually reading the book and you get to that page, you're like in the story. And then all of a sudden it goes. And remember, if you're keeping track of the page number, like, you know, what's coming up now. And yeah. you're like, ah, so it was really weird. It's like it was like listening to a, someone tell you a story and you have, you know when you like are talking to somebody who like is a really good storyteller and you're like engrossed and then they do the little spin-off but then come back to the main story yeah. and you're just like hypnotized by them telling a story. Yeah. This is what reading this book was like. Yeah. Absolutely. And then like it also lists um the 10 rules mm. of crime novels and in the book it says to fold here tells you to dog ear the page and he refers back to this list of rules constantly throughout the book so some of them um it's from ronald knox's 10 commandments of detective fiction from 1929 which is probably why it feels like such a classic novel and the main character writes novels about how not to write novels yeah so like that's how to how to how to to write okay uh like crime whodunit novels yeah and it's funny because that gets referred to constantly in the book um but as you can tell for the parts that i was reading i dog-eared like ever dog-eared i tabbed every single page (laughs) multiple times like this book was hilarious it was really funny there were so many things where i was like that's gotta come back all the like light gray ones which you can see are a fuck ton are times where he references us the reader yeah and breaks the fourth fourth wall. wall so fun it was a really fun read it was a really fun read um, which is so funny because it actually took us a really long time to get through this book as captivating as the writing was the story didn't keep me 
no. wanting more. Same. I was I was showing up for Ernest. Yeah. I wasn't really sh- showing up for like the vibes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or what like, was happening. And I don't know why. Like, I could see people rating this book a 10 out of 10 and yeah. like being so obsessed with it that they make it their personality trait. It yeah. was that good. But for me, it was missing something. I think for me, I wish there was a bit more like, um, like, I wish we. I really liked Ernest, mm-hmm. and I really liked Michael. I didn't really care for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't think they got enough, like, oomph. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't yeah. enough character development. Like, I, I liked Sophia. I was going to say, I liked her, too. But, like, like Aaron had more pizzazz than the rest of them, and she came in later in the book. Yeah, yeah. But I also feel like, because it's being told from Ernie's point of view... And he cared so much about her and he was so heartbroken about her. Yeah. Like there's an entire chapter in, of the book where it's chaptered, it's titled My Wife. And then, goes, and then you turn the page. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It says, I don't want to talk about it. And then you turn the page again. It moves on to another character completely. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. No, it was really fun. Yeah. This So now here's the spoilers because we're going to get into the story. I also love that like Catherine, like her name spelled not the killer. Didn't you get that? No. Yeah, her mean? name her name is uh it's in like one of the last chapters. Cuz I listened to it so I didn't I guess I didn't see it. Catherine Millet is an anagram of I am not the killer, by the way. <laughs> like that's in the thing. Catherine Millet is a anag- an an anagram of I'm not the killer, by the way. That's Darius so funny. Derives from a Persian king, Persia being where the suffocation by ash torture began. Wow. <laughs> I didn't change that for the book though it really oh um, i didn't change that for the book though it really was the monkier jeremy monicure 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 jeremy gave himself too bad he didn't target a group of history professors they would have solved it straight away (laughs) see i heard that i just didn't get it um I really liked how in some of the like twists and turns you get a twist once from what and again Ernie references this a lot you get the story as oh my god stop it you get the story as he believes it to be in the moment. And yeah. then later on, he's like, I told you I wasn't unreliable. Like, I, I thought that then, but now, yeah, now I know differently. Different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things was the mom. So yeah. this whole time, he keeps referencing a third brother. Um, and he keeps going, I, I didn't forget that I mentioned a third brother in this yeah. chapter or whatever. Well, um, when he says that, um, he was, because ne- when he talks about Jeremy, he says, I was ne- something that did happen though. I was next to Jeremy when he dies, and then at the end of the book, when he died, when he died, yeah. yeah. And then at the, and then you think, oh, Jeremy died in, the, in car. the car, yeah. And then you find out that Jeremy was actually kidnapped out of the car, yeah. And then you're like, wait a fucking second. And then at the end, the very end of the book, yeah. when he says the exact same thing Michael said to him after yep. he killed the cop. The word for word. He said the same thing. Yeah. How do you know? I just know. Like, he's dead. Well, and also, like, at the end there, he talks about, um, because remember how he kept saying, like, well, what's the price of the human life? What's the price of the human life? Mm -hmm. And then he looked back at, like, his family. Yeah. And then looked back at Jeremy and went, 
I understand the price. Yeah. And I was like, ah! Like, there's so many things in this book that, like, the connected so well, were the, so well um, thought out. The William was it the Williams? The people, yeah. oh no, the uh, abduct, uh, um, Rebecca's uh, parents who gave Michael the money in the first place and the dad ended up yeah, fucking Williams. being, the, no, not the Williams, Rebecca, the, the little girl who got yes. kidnapped. It's not Williams, but that's okay. It's like McAbby or something like that. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, him being involved in the her murder. Yeah. Like he sold her. Con- that was a little, that confused me a little bit. I think he sold her. I don't know why. Because I feel like I wish that was thrown in a little bit earlier. Yes. Because I felt like that was just kind of like, oh, actually, big twist. Here well, you go. And, I, and Michael, like, put that dot on his paper so much earlier on. And then this whole time he has this, like, looking glass and can't figure out why. And it's obvious that Michael put something on the bingo card. I actually completely forgot that he put it on the bingo oh, card really? until the end. Oh. And then I was like, oh, my God. Maybe you were meant to forget, but I was thinking about it the whole time. Every time he played with the fucking monocle, I was like, look at. He hands him the bingo card and says, take a closer look. I, cu- I completely forgot until the end. I was like, look at the fucking bingo card. No, I totally forgot. He goes, my brother doesn't wear contacts. That's weird. And then his brother goes, take a closer look, Ernie. <laughs> and then Ernie goes, wow. Puts it in his pocket until the end. Bitch. Look at the card. No, I completely <laughs> forgot. Um, I did make a cheat sheet, though. However, there's three people that I don't know who they killed. Um, okay, so Michael, the brother, yes, uh, kills the cop that we late that killed his dad. That we later find out was Alan, yeah. the cop who we thought killed the dad because the dad was stealing shit. But then we find out that the dad was actually working for the cops and Alan was a cop and Alan was a dirty cop. So that was a whole like two twists well, and I think in itself. Robert, the dad killed Brian, who's Alan's partner. So there was a bunch of twists <laughs> within that, within those like two murders. Yeah. Um, Robert, the father, I just said killed a cop that we later find out was Alan, um, Brian, Brian, um, the step- stepsister, Sophia, killed a patient, which we later find out she was addicted to drugs. So she was actually like tweaking and killed this patient, yeah. which in the end of the book, they're like, oh, By oh no. Way, back on Oxy. <laughs> oh no, she's on Oxy. So now she's going to pass and get to be a surgeon again. Yeah. Bitch, yeah. get her out of no, the hospital. It's, it's, it's probably, it's such a common thing too. Terrifying. Um, the mother, Audrey killed her son jeremy but then we find out that that's a psych so who did she kill um she killed the robbery guy remember she showed oh up? at the yeah at the bank robber stick up you know what and we should have known well he does say some have killed twice but i don't know who killed twice other than jeremy it was only jeremy Who's killed twice? Keep going through your list. Um, Lucy, the ex-sister-in-law, killed herself. Yes. Which was also I a great that. twist. That was so good. Yeah. yeah. She <laughs> killed her. She killed herself so that she wouldn't get murdered by some torturer murderer. Or, so. Could you imagine? No, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Actually, <laughs> no. <laughs> Although jumping off a building, not my, not my preferred freezing way to, to go. death. Mm-mm. Not my no, preferred me way either. to go. Um, Aaron, the main character, well, sorry, um, Aaron, Ernie's ex-wife, cunt, by the way, yeah, killed her mother 
while her mother was in labor with her. So, like, unintentionally. Yeah. As the back of the book said, um, uh, others are bad, some just unfortunate. It's an unfortunate death. But um, then we later find out that the whole reason their marriage didn't work is because Ernie found out that she was still taking birth control and making Ernie think that he was infertile. Yeah. For a year. Could you imagine? No. It's fucked. And she was banging the fucking brother. And the brother, yeah. Yeah, she was sleeping with the brother while they were still married and then telling Ernie that he was infertile and that's why they couldn't have kids. And the only reason he wanted kids is because he thought she wanted kids. So they would have been perfectly happy and married and fine. Fucked. But she was a bitch. Yeah. Um, Fuck that hoe. I thought she was going to die. Who did Marcelo, the stepfather, kill? The only people I have that I don't know are Andrew, the uncle, Catherine, the aunt, and Marcelo, the stepfather. Because Marcelo pushes Jeremy, like, he starts what kills him. But technically, like, we know Ernie kills him at the end. That's Ernie's death. Murder. Oh, no. He said that he counted Andy because he hit him with the fire poker and it was a killer hit that he says that at the end it was a it was a um like a killing blow it just didn't kill him but and that was andrew it. so who did marcello which is his father-in-law or stepfather who did he kill and Catherine, the aunt um because Catherine had a bunch of crazy shit going on that i didn't really understand she like she ran a pyramid scheme I thought that was Lucy. That was Lucy. Lucy ran the pyramid scheme. Who is Catherine? Catherine's the aunt who made, created the reunion in the first place. So maybe that's why she... Oh, I thought... Oh, I got Lucy and Catherine mixed up multiple times during this book thing. Because I thought Catherine the aunt ran the pyramid scheme. But you're right. It was Lucy. Because she was. was all fucky-wucky with money. Yeah. Damn. There was so much going on in this book. Honestly, there this was, was a lot. this was a lot of family drama and family tea. But like good family tea. Could you yeah. Be so so I don't know what like I was missing in this book that would have made me more connected to it. Because this, I just like this something about it wasn't there for me. Yeah, no, same. But I don't know what like this book literally took us what a month to get <laughs> through, and it's not that time. long. It's literally a nine-hour audiobook. Like, okay, let's see. Hold on. Um, okay, hold on. He ex- <laughs> he explains it here. You might think that my mother didn't kill anybody. You you'd have a point. I argue that I'd tell you the truth. I knew at the time. I also told you that my use of grammar is different. Perhaps I could make an argument that a locked car on a baking summer's day was the end of Jeremy Cunningham. That my mother was responsible for ending that life and birthing another one who dreamed of choking. Where Jeremy ends and black tongue begins is up to you. Or at least that's my excuse. We can debate the literary merits of reasoning later. Email my agent. (laughs) And Andy and I both having our own sections. I don't know what to tell you there. Andy struck Jeremy. I'd say that was a mortal strike. Jeremy was burned and bloodied and was surely dying in the snow from his injuries when I got to him. Surely dying. And me? My lawyer tells me to tread carefully. (laughs) All I've told you is the truth. That when my brother died, I was sitting next to him. You can make up your own mind. I love Catherine that. Catherine Millet was an animal grandma. I'm not the killer, by the way. Um, 
No, I don't see anything in that. Um, Her or Marcello. No, I didn't get it. Maybe Marcello's had something to do with the fact that he was his dad's best friend and married his dead best friend's wife. I don't know. I don't remember. Um. Hmm. But yes, the writing style, I'm actually going to Google it. So if you want to talk about anything about the book. Um, I liked like when there were tropes, like um, how long have we been filming for? Sorry, pause. Oh, man. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, oh, we should read reviews like how we used oh, to. Oh, yeah. Um, I liked how like when they're on top of a mountain, right? And he's like, I know, I know. A storm rolling in is kind of cliche, but there's got to be one cliche in a book. <laughs> like, it was really funny. I loved how it was written, honestly. I really got along with, like, Ernest. I think my issue was I was just not really connected to a lot of the other characters. So it kind of was, like, and, like, the build-up to, like, the fire and, like, Ernest getting, like, Oh, I got some answers. Okay. Continue. No, read. <laughs> you don't want to finish your sentence? No. Okay. Oh, I, j I was just saying that, like, I think that there was a pretty big climax with, like, Ernest get basically almost drowning. Yeah. And then just have the fire be, like, so quick. Like, it yeah. was kind of like, like, I felt like there was such a crescendo to this, like, well, he did, like, he said a couple chapters before the place burned down that they will burn the place down. But I was mm -hmm. like, when does that come into play? But that it's also good that it burned down because it means that um, Alice, what was her name? Juliet. Juliet. I was like, it's a popular book name. Um, Juliet got to sell the place for the land and not have to be worried about the family. Yeah. And like the heritage, because there's nothing left after that yeah. except bad memories. Um, so that means she was probably able to get a couple million dollars and then her and Ernie end up together. So everything like ended up happy. Yeah. Uh, which I liked. And what I, another thing I liked is everything was wrapped in a pretty little bow at the end. It really was. I really like that. And the, and he could have ended it on like, like, ooh, a mystery. Mm -hmm. but he didn't. Up for interpretation. Okay. So someone, there's a Q&A section on um, Goodreads that I didn't know existed. So someone asked, why would the father kill Rebecca McAuley? A-U-L-E-Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so someone asked why the father would kill her, which is what you kind of said. And this person said, these are all just like other readers and their interpretation. But Megan said, I'm going to go with because the most likely person to kill you is someone you know and love. And that means that most children are murdered by their parents or guardian. The reason why would be an entirely different book, probably about child abuse. It's a pretty old and common story that I imagine the author didn't think needed to be spelled out. What mattered for this book was not the who or the why or that murder uh, or that murder, but that people with money can pay to hide that kind of shit and mm. that others often pay the price for that kind of cover up, mm. which is true. Like, the price of things and like the value like money versus value mm -hmm. was a huge topic of conversation in this well, and also it's interesting that like they were poor and their dad was in this gang because he was like trying to provide for his family yeah and that's such like a realistic 
thing that happens to people. Yeah. Right. And then to have these like corrupt cops or like rich families that just do really fucked up shit and like just pay it, it off and get away with it and get away with it is actually like a real life thing. Yeah. So it was it, that is an interesting perspective for sure. Yeah. Um, someone else said brother killed Alan. Stepsister killed a patient. Wife killed her mother. Ex-wife. Um, father killed Clark, the policeman. Yeah. Mother killed Jeremy by leaving him in the car, but she forgot the to add that she killed the robber. Sister-in-law killed herself. Uncle Andy killed Jeremy. Stepfather killed Ernest. That's what this says. Um, and then it says, aunt, question mark. Did she kill someone in her drunk accident? She did. Her best friend. Her best friend. So aunt killed her best friend, but this said the stepfather killed Ernest. So this must like have something like to do with. excommunicated like him from the family kind of thing? Like I when think. it was the trial? No, the mom did that. Mm. I think it has to do with like. Ernest versus Ernie, maybe like, cause or was it like, oh no, um, he tried to, didn't he try to kill him by he sent the truck, zooming down, and I he think died you're right. for like a minute. Yeah, you're right. You're That's exactly right. That's what it was. Y- yep. He did die for like a second. Yeah, and they had to resuscitate him. Yeah, and then he felt so bad that he stayed in the hospital room and told Ernie that I can't just care about you. He's like, you tried to kill my ass. <laughs> yeah. But we yeah, don't find that out until happened. later. Okay. So that wraps all oh, that up. Oh my gosh. I'm glad I looked um, that up. I have recommended it to multiple people already. And if I could erase my brain, I would read it again. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that now that I know all the twists, it's not like the last house on Needle Needless Street that once everything is revealed, I'm like, holy like, fuck, wait, I, I missed it. that? Yeah. This is like, oh. I know what happens. Everything is wrapped up perfectly. Everything's a pretty little bow. I think bow. it's because he wrote it in a way where in the beginning he told you everything. Yeah. So then I feel like doing a reread, you're kind of like, oh, I already I don't like, need to. You, like, I knew that from the jump. Yeah. Like, I feel I like this writing style is something I have never experienced before. And I would one million percent read another one of his books. Um, on Goodreads, it actually says Ernest Cunningham number one. So I wonder if the train one that Dave is talking about is going to be an Ernest Cunningham number two. Where does it say that? On Goodreads, Ernest Cunningham number one. By Benjamin. What? He has. He has a few. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone on this train is a suspect is Ernest Cunningham number two, which oh means God, it's so going to be probably written the exact same. Yeah. And I am so into that. No, I'm so down. Um, so the rating on Goodreads is 3.85. So I feel like a lot of people probably felt the same as us. Yeah. Um, it has majority four. four yeah. Um, and then three and then five. Yeah. So that's. Let's read one, shall we? Let's read a little one. I'm down. Oh, okay. Um, This one was from December. Gosh, that title just draws you in, doesn't it? You're right, Yun. It does. (laughs) 
Murder mysteries generally fall into two camps, the newer psychological thrillers with lots of mental angst and unreliable narrators, and the old-school cozies with clues and red herrings galore a la Golden Age of Mystery. This book mimics the style of the latter, and that's right up my alley. Mm. Correct. No doubt, this has all the components I enjoy in a mystery. A family reunion set in a Snowden resort, a gruesome murder, the, and ample aspects among those present. One second. Sorry, I had to burp. And with the dangle of everyone being some sort of killer, it reeled me in and kept me riveted. The, I keep feeling like I have to burp, but nothing's coming up. I'm so sorry. Don't apologize. I'm so sorry. There were so many unexpected re reveals along the way, and I was surprised more times than I can count. However, it did take me a few chapters, chapters to get into. <laughs> chapters? Chapters to get into. The narrator often talks directly to the reader and combined with the humor can sometimes come across as a bit much. We also get introduced to all the family members in one go, and I had some trouble keeping mm. straight who was who. I agree me with that. Me too. But the story, well, especially because he called his mom Audrey. Yes. So I'm like, who the fuck? And but then when he would talk about his mom, he would say like, oh, my mother did this and my mother did that. And then he'd be like, oh, there's Audrey. And you're like, hold on. Who's yeah. this bitch? I did get Catherine and I kept forgetting who Catherine was. Me too. And who Andy was. I yeah. completely forgot who they were well, all the especially time. Especially because, again, he introduced him as Andrew and then kept calling him Andy. Yeah. So I was like, who the fuck is Andy? Yeah. <laughs> um... I had some trouble keeping straight who was who, but as the story went on and we got more crux of the murder, I acclimated to the style and was thoroughly intrigued. Mm -hmm. Regarding the mystery itself, I do feel it was on the complicated side. There were so many parts to it, and mm -hmm. while the reveals were fun, I also got a bit confused. There were moments when I didn't understand how the narrator arrived at the conclusions he did based on the information he had, even when he explained in detail how he got there. Yeah, I agree. With but that. I found the way he explained how he got there really confusing. Oh yeah, he was like, "Listen, he goes, he Sherlock, listen up." He Sherlock Holmes. He went, "Listen up, polar bear." Yeah, <laughs> you know, tire track, three tracks in the snow, truck in the ice. But I think that was on purpose because that is like, like I said, that's Sherlock Holmes, yeah. and he's paying and he homage. Like, you know what? Da, 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 da. Okay, now let me get my explanation. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, there's no. But I think what was confusing about that is because you're in his mental space. Yeah. It's it's written as a first person, is it not? Yeah. So it's like I guess. If I'm in I don't I don't think this is any person. This is like all over the place cuz the wall keeps being broken. Yeah. But it was more like if I'm in someone's perspective, wouldn't we come to that conclusion together? Rather but it was more mm. if he was telling a story to us. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Yeah. It was literally like was I was sitting. It felt like I was sitting in a room with someone while they were telling a story. Yeah. That's what I said in the beginning. Um, and she said, still, I had a lot of fun with this. The story feels unique. And there was a com compellingness to it that had me turning the pages. Mm. And while the twists weren't as succinct, succinct. And clear as I'd prefer, they still satisfied and made for an entertaining read. Um, 
Yeah, I felt like this book, while I was reading it, I was like, hell yeah, turn page, turn page, turn page. But then you put it down and you're like... Yeah, and then I wouldn't mind not coming back to yeah. it. But then... That's like I'm reading um, the book If We Were Villains, and, it, and I love, love it. Yeah. Love it. I'm halfway through the book, and I started it a year ago. <laughs> like, and I just have... Like, I think about it all the time. No, that's a slow burn. No, not even a slow. Like it's it's written like no, a I mean, play. You reading? Oh is yeah, the slow yeah, burn. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's written like a play, so it's like I okay. feel like I can put it down. Like I finished the first act, and I went great. I need a year break. And <laughs> like, I can't wait to find out what happens. But I just I have no desire to pick it up right now and read it. Yeah, it's not like one of those books that like I had to pick up. Like granted, last weekend I did read the majority of it like yeah. it is a good book to sit down and like power who's it by who the we were villains who was it by uh, i have no idea okay i, I just know the title if we were villains you've seen it before i've talked to you about it and you were like shakespeare count me out oh yeah that's yeah i'm not about it it's so good like um i had a friend who is reading a book that i want to read and she told me that it's very poetic at times and i was like Great. I love poeticness. It it has to be done a specific way, or I hate it. You'd like if we were villains. It's good, except it had a fade to black scene, and I was like, you know what? I need a year break. <laughs> I was like, I need some smart. I think at the time I, that's when I read the first Ice Planet Barbarian, so I was kind of like, why do this? If I can do this, <laughs> why drink caffeine? When I can do cocaine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm cocaine all the way. Right. Like, co- of books. Not real life cocaine. Oh, yeah. Cocaina. Cocaina. Um, this person also gave it a 3.5. Um, Everyone in my family has killed someone is an entertaining read. I really liked the premise of this novel and the structure of the plot. I loved the easy flowing narrative and the conversational and occasionally sarcastical tone of storytelling in which the author breaks the fourth wall in his efforts to engage the reader and establish his reliability. I enjoyed the narrator's references to the rules throughout the narrative Mm -hmm. and his efforts to stick to them, not without bending them a bit. Uh, Make for some amusing moments. There are multiple threads to this story and the author skillfully weaves it all together as the narrative progresses the dark humor the cast of interesting characters and the solid mystery at this core at the core make for an engaging read however i felt that the book was a bit too long and does become a tad convoluted towards the end the repetitiveness and the uneven pace did cause my mind to wander at times there are a few otd moments but those did not detract from the overall reading experience Overall, there's a lot about this book that is praiseworthy, and I did find it to be a fun read. I do think that maybe that was the problem. So much of it was so slow, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like, information, 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 done. What I loved, though, was like when you're reading, and then they go, oh, I can't actually like reveal any of the action. Like If you see how many pages are behind your, what did you say, behind your right thumb, like... We're not there yet. And yeah. I was like, I fucking love that. Like, that was so funny. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, facts. And then he and said then it the differently goes, in the audiobook. Really? Well, yeah. I'm not like quoting, quoting. But and then at one point he goes, well, there's six chapters left. So like now I have to let you know who the killer is. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is so fun. But he said I hear some bad reviews. 
Yeah, I just want to say this. He said things in the audiobook that I could tell were different for the physical book. Like that, for instance, instead of saying, like, there's this many pages left, he uh, would be like, you, you reader or you listener, instead of reader, know by the amount of hours left in this audiobook that, of course, I have not yet revealed or met the killer. Otherwise, it's too late blah, to blah, blah, blah. introduce the killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I like that. I could tell that he made it different for the audiobook than yeah. how it was written. Yeah. Okay. Tell me bad ones. Okay. <laughs> Messy. So sloppy. this guy, an idiot, rated it one star Oof. and said, "Glass Onion made me want to seek out more murder mysteries. This book made me wish the genre would die." <laughs> The genre would die. Yeah, this is actually the second book I've read with a lot of the same flaws. The first one was fine, but it was a unique situation slash, slash experiment. I gave it a pass. This is very big gatekeeping because we don't know what the first book is. Anyways, but <laughs> this one just came off as smug and self-important. And then in quotes, I know all the rules about detective fiction, but I'm going to be different. I'm an expert. Aren't I a clever one? <laughs> End quote. And then just cliche after cliche and twists for the sake of twists. Does it make sense? Who cares? You didn't see it coming. Boom. Genius mystery writer. <laughs> nice to have the first bad book of 2023 out of the way. I'm starting to feel the pressure having only enjoyable reads on my list. Shut the fuck up. Um, but then someone replied and said um, there was a bit of a like smug attitude going on. But I didn't really pick up on that. I didn't either. This one? I didn't get uh, less holier than thou, like, at all. Me neither. Like, and I thought it was more, like, because he is really, he knows a lot of things about mystery books. He but I was writes, like, I don't. So, like, yeah. tell me all the vibes. Yeah. I've never heard of these rules. Me either. Who's Sherlock Holmes? I but have no idea. But it's all funny because the whole point is that that's the type of books he writes. Yeah. And I thought it was more of like sarcastic kind of funny. Like this was written like you were reading the book that the main character wrote. <laughs> like, yeah, being like, oh, no, like I wrote this because I followed all the rules. And this if you follow how I no, this this like, felt like there was a the point, book of someone was reading who used the rules of the book that Ernest wrote. Well, yeah, well, there <laughs> was a point I mean? where Juliet was like, so you write books on how to write books, but you've never written a book. And then this is him writing the book <laughs> yeah. that she said he's never written using yeah. his rules yeah, and rules that other people have followed. Like 1929 is when those rules were written. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, this one, another one star. I can't read a book where the author talks directly to the reader. It's pussy. cringy. What a pussy. I know. You're have you ever pussy. had physical touch? <laughs> Have you ever talked to another human being? Have you ever seen and a you go, oh, oh my God, Rose. You're talking directly to me. Whoa, that's so cringy. Talk to the camera. <laughs> Nasty. Bad. Anyways. Sorry. Okay, enough talking shit about Leslie. Um, I wanted to like this book because of all the other reviews saying how great it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> it talked... <laughs> It talked down to the reader like we were stupid and over-explained everything. The concept was good, but it needs to be rewritten without constant disruptions directly addressing the reader. This messes with my ability to stay inside the story and suspend disbelief. But that's the whole like point of the book problem. is to not dis suspend disbelief or whatever. Yeah. It's meant for you to be like, 
to yank you out of it and he, be like, listen. It literally starts by telling you, this is who dies. This is where the pages that people die yeah, that are. Was a, like, that was a prologue. Everyone who is in this book has killed someone. Like, literally... Everything about the book it is was laid very out for obvious. You. And I think like it was like a playmat for babies. <laughs> like, well, and it's interesting because um like maybe the people who found it very condescending, like they like to read a book and like get it because they're scholars. You Us know what with I mean? The last house on needless Us with the last literally. I bring it up all and the time because I'm like, yeah, we, us in the ass. I was like, yeah, we just got it. I don't talk about Sundial. I refuse. Because <laughs> if someone smarter reads thing, it. My favorite thing is talking about Last House on Neil. So you'd be like, oh, I got it. I yeah. got it. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then we read Sundial and I am still lost and confused. I still think Were about it Were they tripping on mushrooms the whole time? I thought of it the other day and I went, that was a fever dream. Yeah. I do not. But I think that was the point. Like, I think they were tripping on mushrooms the whole time because why would they mention the mushrooms only the one time? Obviously, the parents (laughs) parents must have been feeding them mushrooms. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like like the people who are mad about this book and found it condescending was because, like, he kept... Yeah, sure, he was saying, like, listen, like, I know what you're thinking. But, like... But he was right. You just have to <laughs> go with the flow. Yeah. Like, no one's phone... Like, yeah, my phone's at, like, 50%. But, like, no one's phone dies till like, later. Like, yeah. relax. Also, did anyone's phone die? Yeah, at the end. Around the end oh, Okay. And then he had a 2% battery when he was um, looking at the thing. I also just think it's, like, crazy. And it's going to happen with everything ever. Something that makes one person really enjoy a story or... Anything yeah. will make a nut will be the same reason someone else hates it. Yeah. So him breaking the fourth wall is what made me I love, love that. it. Yeah, same. But there are gonna be people who hate No, I'm like I get that, but like have you ever watched Megamind? Love Megamind. Yeah. The best movie of all time. I, I, literally. Like Shrek and Megamind. This is like- a story about the day I died. That's how the movie starts. I've watched it so many times. I I used to play that on repeat. No bitches. Uh, should we watch it right now? <laughs> Put it on. No bitches. Oh, fuck. Work. I'll never forget the. F- <laughs> okay, allegedly, the first time I watched Megamind, I was on allegedly mushrooms, <laughs> and it felt like allegedly. I watched this movie for about six days. Like it went <laughs> on forever, and I was cry laughing the whole time and then like just the twist that happened like i did not see anything coming and i was completely blind going into completely blind going into this um movie and i okay i will never forget that experience (laughs) anyways make mine's my favorite i love a villain to hero story arc same we don't have enough of those we don't like villain gets the girl i love when the villain. wait i saved a tiktok where villain gets the girl like books but it's like villain like just villain gets the girl i need more tend to be like kind of mafia oh and and mafia listen i mean like ice planet barbarian rape we're like oh yeah 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 because then he's eating around she's like i love this place yeah yeah like oh no his tongue's in my ass wait (laughs) i like yeah 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 Yeah. but when it's it's like like, um, a split second hesitation i wouldn't say it's like hesitation rape well my one friend that i recommended (laughs) well one of my friends that i recommended read that her husband's like 
that book is full of rape. Shut up. No, it's, it's not. It's one time. <laughs> one time. He was like, yeah, thanks for re- recommending us rape. I was like. <laughs> it was the first book. It was one time. But also. Well, I mean, yeah. No. And then also in um, A Lady of Rook's Grave, um, who's the Invisible Man? Ezra. Ezra comes up behind and just fucks her. But she liked it. No, I know. See, that's the kind of rape I'm fine with. <laughs> it's hesitation rape. Where you go, wait, who's up my ass? And then you go, oh, okay. Like, I'm no fine. problem. I'm fine with someone being in my ass, but who is it? Like, Show yourself. <laughs> Who's dick's in my ass right now? Wait, who, who's there? Whose tongues are my pussy? Oh my gosh. This is crazy. Peekaboo. <laughs> That's what I just that's what I just said. You said I need. What? No, no, no. I know. But I'm saying I need as in that's the last thing I need. I just need that going oh, viral. Yeah, yeah. Then Lou Literature comes out with an apology video. Yeah. This was taken out of context <laughs> and edited. We actually didn't say that. What we I... said hesitant rape, okay? Like, you had a split second because you didn't know who was in your cooch. That's it. Yeah, I'm not talking fuck that other book was that i physically don't say it david bleep that out (laughs) no i actually wish i burned it that author that author needs to go to jail i think i actually put it in my good in my uh goodwill (laughs) letting some poor unsuspecting person read it anyway well was this loot approved yeah i'd say so too you should read it you should if you haven't we spoiled everything benji hit us up for your next book yeah, I do think I'll put this author on my um, on the roster. Yeah, I'm I'm vibing with the with the roster. Me too. I wonder if like they're just gonna write their Ernest stories like this because he does have other novels. So I wonder if it's just the Ernest Cunningham books that are written like this. I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I imagine that's how it is because it seemed like Ernie wrote this. Oh, book. I don't know. That's no either. Please follow us. We need social media engagement. To we need clout. Oh, oh. Whose toes in my ass? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So there's a foot in my booty hole. Anyways, um, not my booty hole. I'm speaking for Rose. <laughs> Anyways. You're like Ernie. Follow us Readers. on Instagram at Hey, wa- hey, watchers. Listeners. I know that you know that we're going to promote our social media, but like we have to. It's YouTube. Every end of the YouTube video, they say these things. Follow us at, on Instagram at Lude Literature. And on Twitter at Lude underscore Literature. Why not on Patreon? $5. $5? You get into the Lude Library. Shh. Where we we're talk filming, about things. And we're filming that right after this. We we film. It's just, we give a little extra information. We talk about people. We, we keep goss, the camera rolling. We gossip. We just hang out. Yeah. With our wine. Anything else? Oh, TikTok at Lude Literature. Does Send us Victory? an email. I gave up on the email, oh, but, shit. you know. Yeah, I haven't checked it in forever. To Victory. I check it, but no one emails us. Lude Literature at gmail.com. To Valor. I check it every day and I get sad. <laughs> if you can't come Actually, there. no, we did have someone um, email us requesting a video. And I totally forgot to even read it. 
You we're reading it. it on the Lude Library, so if you can't come in her, I just said that. Come on her. <laughs> this is Lude Literature, bitch. I think they're turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs>